welcome to another episode of Bulldog Dialogue. I'm your host, Gardner-Webb University President, William Downs. Today, we're happy to invite you to spend some time with us as we catch up with North Carolina Senator Ted Alexander. We'll explore the Senator's journey, his thoughts on public service, and what we can all do to connect a little bit better with our state's leaders. We'll also get social with some Gardner-Webb University online posts. So stick around for that and for a lot more. The Gardner-Webb MBA 10 degree, one of the first programs of its kind and still one of the best deals around. An MBA from an award-winning online program delivered in 10 months online. It's fast and efficient. Go to gardnerweb.edu and search MBA 10 to learn more and enroll today. All right, welcome back. Senator Alexander, we truly appreciate you taking some time to be with us today. This is our Memorial Day podcast special, and we want to extend our thanks to you for being our featured speaker at our Memorial Day, our second annual Gardner-Webb Memorial Day service, Uh, a time of year for remembrance as we think about all of those who have sacrificed uh, for our country. So welcome, and I'd love just to start off uh, by having you share uh, your your sense of importance of, of Memorial Day, both from a, a personal perspective and, and then the larger societal necessity of us taking this time. Well, sure, and thank you, President Downs, for allowing me to be here today, and I appreciate so much uh, y'all taking the time as Gardner-Webb to to remember Memorial Day, and it is very important. And I think the probably the the societal, well, personal, I guess, first uh, importance of Memorial Day is, as, as so many, uh, my family, like so many others, I've had members who have served in the military uh, as far back as the Revolutionary War. And as recently, of course, as my father who served in the Navy and has since passed and my sister, who is still alive, but who uh, served as a major in the Air Force. And now I have a nephew. She retired. And now I have a nephew who serves in the Navy. So uh, but this is a time, of course, of memorializing and remembering uh, all of those who both gave their lives and who have gone before us as they uh, sought to protect, defend our ideals, our institutions, and the beliefs that we as Americans share in common. And I I believe that the importance of doing so is critical for us as a cohesive culture and as a nation. I think if 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 we never take the time to remember, or if we forget those things that are important to us and what brought us here, then I think we we then begin to cease to function uh, as a country, a cohesive country. So I think it's important on that level. Well, we re- really appreciate you reinforcing that um, that point with our faculty staff and, and some students in the audience today and, and all those out there listening on this podcast. Now, um, you're, you're a native of Morganton, but you're certainly no stranger to uh, Cleveland County. Um, you've been mayor in Shelby. Uh, you've got family connections here at Gardner-Webb. Talk to us a little bit about uh, why this county has continued to find great importance for you. Well, um, as you mentioned, I grew up in Morganton, and all my life growing up, I always heard about uh, and knew my family relatives uh, being referred to as down from Mount Sinai. 
and uh, really never, uh, I guess, registered uh, until I actually moved here in 1988. Well, Mount Sinai is here in Cleveland County, so almost all of my uh, my mother's relatives, who were Rollins, grew up down in the Mount Sinai community, and my fa- uh, grandfather's, uh, my, the Bostic side of my mother, uh, they were from Morrisboro, and so they were all, uh, you know, almost all of my relatives on those sides came from Cleveland County, and, you know, it never really registered until I got here, and so uh, Cleveland County is very important to us, uh, and, and in terms, of course, of, of Gardner-Webb, um, my, uh, two of my sisters actually, uh, graduated from Gardner-Webb. Uh, one had started at UNCG uh, years before and then finished up through, I guess it's called the Gold Program, I mm-hmm. think is what it was. Mm-hmm. And my other sister was here on campus and graduated several years ago, many, many years ago. <laughs> and uh, both of them, uh, you know, have, have done well in, in their areas of expertise. And then um, several years ago, my wife had the opportunity to, she's a nurse, she actually taught clinical instruction for the School of Nursing here. And then several years ago, when my daughter, who is also uh, becoming, or is a nurse and who would like to become a nurse practitioner, when she began casting about for uh, where she would go to school, uh, I was in my back of my mind. I was praying that uh, she would be close. She did look at some other schools. She went down to ECU, and of course, that's about you know how many hours it, was, it seemed like a day's two, a two days drive. And then when she when she looked at Garden Web, she came home. She said, "You know, that's about far enough." And I said, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> so she is uh, currently she she got her uh, bachelor's, of course, bachelor of science, and now in the in the uh, nursing doctorate program for nurse practitioners. So we we've had uh, quite a uh, uh, background with Gardner Webb, and and it's funny because we're in a building right now where uh, no, I used to come and do regular radio. Uh, interviews when we had when you had WFAE, uh, excuse me, WGWG. I'm sorry, WGWG years ago, and um, used to come down here quite a bit and do interviews for Mayor and Uptown Shelby and stuff like that. Yeah, back again. We welcome back you. again. All right, yeah. fantastic. Talk to us a little bit about. So you 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 go to UNC Charlotte. Um, you major in political science. Then you get your master's degree in historic preservation from Cornell. Uh, what prompted you to, to go down the path into politics and public service? And, and how did you get to the point where you're a two-term senator? Well, you know, you always, I think in order to, to get involved with politics, I, I, I think you have to have a calling. And God, I felt at an early age, instilled me an interest in government and an interest in the, all those kinds of things. I was, I guess I was a fairly unusual young child because on Sunday afternoons after church every Sunday, you know, when other people would go off and watch football games and stuff like that, I would go watch Meet the Press. So, um, but I always enjoyed that kind of stuff. And so when the time came to uh, go to college, um, UNCC at the time had a good program, still does, with North Carolina Student Legislature. and That appealed to me, and I went through that. But I was also very interested in the whole area of historic preservation and downtown revitalization. So that was what I felt like I would kind of make my career in, so to speak. But as I served in Uptown Shelby for 13 years, I realized that, you know, I think I have something to offer the community 
greater than just what I'm doing now and felt God's call on my life to, to run for mayor, and I did. And I served for eight years and term limited myself. I felt like after eight years, I had accomplished most of, much of what I wanted to do. And then uh, that was in 2011, I, I ceased that. And then it was, I, I you know, got invited to be invi- involved with our party and did that. And then 2018, with redistricting, which never seems to cease <laughs> in North Carolina these days, uh, I was uh, approached about you know, running for the North Carolina Senate. And so I prayed about it and thought, you know, I could do this and uh, ran and was successful. And I have enjoyed uh, serving and representing the people of Cleveland and Lincoln and part of Gaston County ever since. And, And of course, North Carolina as a whole. As you followed your political career path, um, heroes, icons, people that you've really, um, been impressed by oh, gosh. to emulate. Well, the very first president I was able to vote for was Ronald Reagan. So uh, I really loved that man, and I loved his presidency, and I loved what he stood for. And it was also during those formulative years that there were two people who were very actively involved. Uh, if you recall, Jack Kemp, who sure. was uh, very much involved in the economic side of uh, you know, conservative economic politics and theory and so forth. And the other was uh, William Bennett. And William Bennett, who was the Secretary of Education at the time, uh, I felt like was uh, a role model in terms of the societal or the social, you know, social issues. And so those two, I think, were very formulative in my early years. I will say uh, one of the books that kind of opened my eyes, I guess, uh, to a lot of things, political and so forth, kind of caught me off guard, was um, Ka- Cal Thomas uh, years ago. I read a book called Book Burning, and it was like, wow, I never thought about this in this mm. respect. And uh, it really did uh, open up my eyes at the time. So, uh, But I would say those folks uh, really had uh, an influence, I guess a contemporary influence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. There are other people from... Uh, history that uh, I've uh, appreciated and read about and enjoyed learning about and em- try to emulate to some degree, but the, those stand out. So as a university president, I'm obviously interested in how our students can get on a similar path. Um, and if they want to be involved in politics and public service, what, what do you say to those young people, those 18 to 24-year-olds, internships, um, being parts of networks? How, how do they roll up their sleeves and choose the same path that that you did? Well, there are two ways of approaching it. I see some kids who, um, you know, they want to get right into the politics. They want to get right into it. And that's, they they look at it as a career. Uh, You know, they'll get involved maybe as an intern or as a page or uh, work on campaigns, get involved with the party and really want to just go right in there and get involved. And, and, And that's fine. I think that's good. And then there are others. What I would tell a lot of people is, is to go live your life, go according to where God's called you, go live your life, and then let your public service mirror your experiences so that you go into, whenever you get into government, whenever you go into politics, that you have something to pull from, a frame of reference that you, that you can use to bring to bear for whatever it is that you want to promote or how you act and how you carry out your, uh, you know, your activity, your governmental activity. So 
I don't know that either one is actually wrong or right, but I do feel like there is importance, even if you go that route, the first one of, you know, diving right into politics and stuff like that. I still think there's an important aspect somehow of of doing some real life, I don't know what you call it, work uh, outside of politics so that you understand there is more than just politics. There is more than just, you know, the political aspect of it. But but nonetheless, those are the things. In terms of what a you know a college or university I think can do to maybe prepare uh, people for that, I would just say that preparing students to to be good citizens, and that sounds like a simple thing, but that is seems to be harder and harder to to do these days. And I think people need to remember that you know, we are a community of, uh, as a country and to, to remind people of that and to teach good citizenship and the, the, the obligation of duty. And sometimes there are people who go into it because they feel like it's a duty for them to go into government. And, but I would encourage, you know, uh, to, to, to develop good Christian character. Uh, it's absolutely essential. As you know, we need that desperately in, in our government, all areas of government, whether it be elected or, uh, administrative or whatever, we need good Christian character in our, our our all levels of government, and y'all are in a good position to do that because that's what you do. You teach that character. You've teed up the next question really well because you know we at our at a university like ours we teach critical thinking. That that's an important part of being a successful employee, a successful citizen. Um, but but how how do you balance critical thinking with what we were celebrating today and throughout Memorial Day weekend, and that is patriotism. Um, th- this balance, you know, we live in this polarized world. Some people criticize patriotism as blind faith. Um, and then those who are so deeply wedded to critical thinking, they don't have anything that they can believe in. What, 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 do, you, do you see that as a tension, especially in some well, younger generations, there, there and how is, do we encourage them to balance? There is, but it's really... Um, I think sort of boils down to, you know, for 250 years or more, um, I, 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 I was around when we celebrated the 200th anniversary, the bicentennial in 1776. And there was a, still at that time, a very shared and unified, I think, love of country. Mm-hmm. Now, there are policy differences. There's no doubt about that. There are policy differences. People approach an issue from a different perspective. You know, do we have welfare? Do we not have welfare? You know, that's kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we, that's okay. But at its core, we still, at that time, held uh, a shared set of values and core principles that what it meant to be American. Uh, and over time, as you kind of allude to, that somewhat has become somewhat fractured. And I think that's very unfortunate because I think at its heart, we still have to understand, yes, we have history. We have good things about our country. We've had bad things that have happened in our country. And all of that should be taught. But at our principle, if we don't reinforce, if we don't remind folks of those things, and if we don't learn real history, uh, so much of our actual history is now revised and or ignored or taught completely different. So I think there is uh, there is a real need to go back. If, if people want to think critically, they need to go back and look at the actual uh, founding fathers and, and look at what they actually said, the way they, you know, what they did, what, what their ideals were. 
and how our country was formed. And if you go back to that, it will give you an unbelievable, I think, journey into, gosh, you know, we were we are very special as a country. But if 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 we as a country just say, well, we're going to look at the history of our country from only one standpoint, and I'm, I'll just say it, if we look at it from only one standpoint of race, say, then I think that that becomes a very uh, dividing uh, amongst us. And I, I think that's a very unfortunate because I think there are a whole lot of people out there who, who do not see it that way and have, and, and have not, and, and, and it just becomes very, very, um, I don't know, divisive. I don't know if that answers your no, question. No, it does. I mean, it, I, and I think it highlights, you know, how important the university experience is and, and what we do yeah. here at a place like Gardner-Webb. It's, it's, we're, we're shaping not just workers, but lives and citizens. And that's important. Um, from your perspective, um, just kind of uh, thinking through some additional things here, from your perspective as a state senator, Gardner-Webb, small, private, faith-based university in a little place called Boiling Springs. What can we do to be, to, to be a more indispensable partner for the surrounding county, counties, region? Um, how can we help you? How can we help the state in economic development, in um, producing better educators, um, in healthcare? I mean, the, the things that are that are pressing on the, the agenda, what can Gardner Women Well, I, I think you've just kind of hit several of those very things that you are doing and, and have done. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think a fundamental thing that uh, any university can do, you can do, is, is, is teach Christian character. We, we need good citizens. Uh, we need people with work ethics. We need responsible. You know, these are old-fashioned ideals, but they work for us. Mm-hmm. And I think y'all have that opportunity in, in, to do that. But then also, you know, we, we as a society right now, we need folks who will go to universities and things like that to come out with those skills that are needed, you know, that are needed. And you alluded to that. I mean, gosh, we need we need healthcare workers. We need nurses. We need uh, folks who understand, uh, you know, banking. We need understand uh, people who understand accounting, and we need people who uh, are able to 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 teach and to do those kinds of things. And then y'all have done some pretty uh, innovative things over the years working with our community toward economic development. I remember when y'all. Uh, and I think you still do this as uh, you allowed school credits for different industries when people moved here that you would, uh, you know, partner to uh, increase the uh, uh, availability of uh, school credit for people to come. And, and, and I think that was really important. So I think that, you know, continuing to be a partner in the overall cooperative recruitment of business and industry here y'all have an important role to play that because you're part of the quality of life here too so if you're an industry or business and they're looking to come here y'all have the opportunity to say hey you can get a very good education uh, uh, you know secondary degree here um, and graduate whatever you can you can do that here at Gardner Webb and your family can benefit from that and plus you offer good jobs too for those families when you know they come about so you you've got a really you're, you're really good well poised I think to help our country, uh, our county, and our region. We're happy to help the country. Yeah, having the country too. <laughs> you're having the country too. But you're you're poised to do that, and you have been doing that. So 
that's one of the things I, I think many people appreciate appreciate about Gardner Webb. Students here now from ninety three North Carolina it's counties, forty four U.S. states, and thirty where are we? Twenty eight foreign countries. So. It's an amazing it is amalgam amazing. of folks now here in Bowling Springs. Um, and I will just say one other thing that y'all do, uh, I think do very, very well, and we talked a little bit, I've talked to somebody earlier today about that, is the mission work that you mm-hmm. do. I mean, that is truly, you, when you send these kids on mission, and I had the privilege of going like, I think four times to Nicaragua mm. with students from Gardner-Webb, you know, it does probably as much for the students, I think, and their character and their development as it does for those people. It, obviously, it helps those people who they're going down to, to, to work with. But I think it really develops the character and uh, uh, gives them an open eye on what's going on in the world. And hopefully they will come back and uh, be more compassionate, be more understanding of the importance of the way we do things in our country and how we as a country can help others. So I think that's really important. That's too. a great point. And the globe, in the global sense of things. Getting a passport changed my life, and, and I would love to get passports in the hands of all of our students. I think as well. it's a real, mm-hmm. I, I would say it, it should be really a part of any. I didn't have that in, in college. Uh, I wish I would, but I think that now it's, it's, it's easier to do that these days than it used to be, I think. Uh, COVID messed around with us for a couple of years, but we're getting people back out. Shut things down Mm -hmm. for a while, but Mm -hmm. now people are ready to get back out. We have turned the corner. Um, Give us uh, a glimpse, a hint, a preview of some of the the most pressing issues maybe on the near horizon for um, state politics, legislative politics. Well, this year uh, is the short short session. You hope. We hope. (laughs) Last year was the longest long session in history. We went, we were supposed to go about six months. We went 14 months. And this, this particular session, um, I was hoping perhaps that we would be in and out, and I think we will very shortly. But I do think there's some sort of big issues out there. Um, one of the issues right now that uh, the, legislation, the legislature is wrangling with, or at least the Senate is, uh, is, uh, you know, what do we do about the expansion of Medicaid? It's a really contentious issue. There, there's really arguments on both sides as to why it should be done. There's arguments now that perhaps all of the reasons for folks like myself who had had a tradition of, you know, not supporting Medicaid expansion, maybe those those suppositions have changed now. Mm-hmm. All the the ground has shifted. The the uh, circumstances have changed. So maybe now they're saying is the time that we need to do this, the rules at the federal level and so forth. So there's a lot of that discussion going on, and I suspect that'll be, at least for the Senate side, will be dealt with this year. There's other issues that I think will come up uh, in terms of, uh, you know, some voting issues. You know, that's always a big topic in uh, trying to ensure the uh, uh, validity of our elections all over North Carolina. And uh, there will be other small issues or important issues to the communities like local bills and things like that that we'll deal with. Um, But we'll also be dealing overall with sort of budget amendments, too. And, of course, budget is where your that's your policy. So we have we kind of got to update and tweak the budget from last year. And what we do with those funds, whether it be for pay increases for state employees or if we put them that plus if we do the Medicaid or if we uh, put them into economic development projects, uh, you know, what are we going to do with those funds? That's going to that has already been underway, but it will come to fruition very soon. We hope to be out by the end of June. So 
And getting out by the end of June will get us right back into election season, right? <laughs> it's um, funny how that works. It, it happens that way in America. What's your recommendation to members of the Gardner Webb community as they seek to educate themselves, inform themselves about candidates, issues, positions, parties, et cetera? What, what do you think the best sources of information are? Well, you know, you need to look at a, a variety of different sources, um, not maybe just one uh I don't know, one news channel or whatever, look at all of it and uh, talk to the people who are elected. You know, you'd be surprised at how, how people form opinions and they don't even, they never even talk, take the time to talk to the people that, that, that represent them. I think most people are open to that. Uh, talk to those folks. Um, and gosh, I, you know, I just think that it's really important for, uh, for people to, um, you know, keep an open mind and, you know, read what they can, watch what they can. And Stay off Twitter. I, I probably so. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even go into that. So uh, just read, read my Facebook post. You'll be okay. There you I'm go. Just there you. Well, Senator Alexander, um, what question have I not asked you that I should have asked you? You know, I think you, you, you've covered a lot. And uh, I just, again, I, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, be here today. I thank you for earlier for the opportunity to, to talk about Memorial Day and to its importance. Uh, I just would, uh, again, recommend to the folks listening out there, I gave the uh, an analogy, and I hope I did it in a cohesive manner, that, um, you know, Alzheimer's is a really bad disease, as most people know. And the ultimate end of Alzheimer's is that you forget. And you ultimately... the what happens is your body forgets how to function. And if we forget as a country, if we forget uh, what makes us important and we forget the uh, Christian moorings, the Judeo-Christian moorings of our country, if we forget those founding documents, if we forget those ideals that brought us this far, then we may very well uh, forget how to function. And that, you know, that, you know what that leads to. So I guess that's, that would be my parting statement, but uh, you've, you've certainly done a good job of asking the questions. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate you um, pointing out, you know, the, the threats of the erosion of a national memory. And uh, that's something that should give us all pause and give us um, something to reflect on during Memorial Day. Uh, I would like to thank North Carolina Senator Ted Alexander for being our guest today on this edition of Bulldog Dialogue. Always great to speak with you. Said so today, um, I've always, I've, I've always thought after listening to you, proud American, devout Christian, and best things you can say about I somebody. So thank, thank you, you so sir. much. Take care. What a pleasure. Unite your passions at Gardner-Webb University, where we'll help you grow into your faith, serving others and leading in everything you're called to do. Live on an active campus, give back to the local community, start a club, explore your faith, play sports, discover your path. Your possibilities are endless at gardner-web.edu. Welcome back, Bulldog Nation. As we wrap up today's show, we're going to take a look at Gardner Webb in the know, some things going on in the extended world of Gardner Webb. I want to send out thanks. Thanks to Gardner Webb alumni, Drs. Adam and Marielle Combs, 
who've recently provided medical assistance to Ukrainian refugees in Moldova. Uh, fantastic work by some of our wonderful uh, alumni. To find out more about their story, check out the Gardner Webb News Center online at gardner-webb.edu. Also in the news, if you haven't already heard, Gardner Webb University and Wake Tech have recently announced a new and important partnership. This partnership is going to make it possible for Wake Tech students who earn one of 10 associate degrees to then move on and complete a Bachelor of Science degree online with Gardner Webb. That's an exciting opportunity for uh, one of the great leaders in community colleges in the state of North Carolina. To find out more, uh, contact the Gardner Webb University Transfer Admissions Office. Now, as we get social, uh, let's take a look at some things on Instagram, the great world of Instagram. Carolina Crown is back on campus, and we're delighted to have them. The nationally renowned Precision Drum and Bugle Corps, Carolina Crown. Uh, we're excited to have them there here through mid-June. They seem to be excited as well. Check out at Carolina Crown on Instagram to see how their members, their staff, their volunteers, their administration have moved in and onto beautiful Gardner-Webb campus and getting to work. And uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully getting a public performance there some point in mid-June. What else on Instagram? Um, we're preparing to welcome a, a brand new cohort of, of new students this fall. New students like Natalie Spencer, a future bulldog nurse who is using Instagram to build excitement for the class of 2026. And she's sending out her congratulations to all the graduating seniors. Check out Natalie Spencer on Instagram. And on Twitter, Gardner-Webb University head men's basketball coach Tim Kraft is celebrating Gardner-Webb golfer Zach Byers, Zach, uh, as you may have seen, uh, had an amazing season, um, winning the individual title in the Big South uh, Golf um, Conference Championship, uh, racing through the three days of, of an NCAA regional um, championship, and now uh, out in Scottsdale, Arizona, competing outright for the NCAA Division One Men's Golf Championship. Uh, Tim Kraft on Twitter, Coach Tim Kraft. Wow, congrats to Zach and to Coach T. Burton. An amazing run. So check out Tim Kraft on Twitter. That's a quick look at Gardner Webb in the know and a quick look at Gardner Webb in social media. We will be right back to close out our show. How do you support Gardner Webb Athletics? Join the Bulldog Club. What's in it for you? Access. Special deals on tickets, regular communications with the latest schedules, early access to tickets, special Bulldog Club gear, and most importantly, you get to support our student-athletes. Go to GardnerWeb.edu and search for Bulldog Club and join today. Thanks again for joining us today. You can find and subscribe to official Gardner Web podcasts like these on your favorite platforms like Spotify, Google Podcast. Apple Music, and Amazon Podcast. I want to thank again my special guest, Senator Ted Alexander, for joining us on campus today for Memorial Day, as well as for joining us for this issue of Bulldog Dialogue. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Gardner-Webb University President William Downs, 
Let's go dogs.